right, welcome back to you, me, and the SEC round five of our SEC primers. Brittany, how are you? Doing good. I'm ready to talk about some Ole Miss football. You know, I have a nickname for Ole Miss. You, I know your nickname for Ole Miss. I don't know if I can say it. I don't want to. I don't want to insult anybody in the 20th second of the. It just makes me giggle. It does. It makes both of us laugh every time. And I don't think it's really, it's just the way Ben says it, I think. It's really funny. I'm not going to tell you, though, because that would be rude and crass. So anyway, Ole Miss, speaking of rude and crass, Ole Miss football in the 2010s. All right. So like when you think of Ole Miss football last 10 years, what do you think about? (sighs) You know, I, we, we started with Tennessee in this series and we talked about how it's like this constant um barrage of mistakes and almost entertaining things because of how like terrible the turn of events were if you Mm -hmm. look at it as a neutral Ole Miss might be better yes like the level of entertainment that goes into Ole Miss football from the last 10 years uh from a neutral standpoint it's chef's kiss it's really good (laughs) it's really good stuff it is. You know, I, when I was looking back at it on, like, their whole last decade, um, what I kind of came to is the really crux of their issue is it's an identity issue. That they don't know who they are in more than one sense of the word, which we'll get to. But I think that Ole Miss has been having an identity crisis for at least 10 years, I think maybe 20. I think Ole Miss should be good. I think, I think Miss, they think they should be like, good too. Mississippi is a a hotbed for recruiting, you know, for right. high school talent. And I think this is where they, you know, they have this Archie Manning. They have, I mean, it's such a good program. Yeah, they have. Dare I say the word heritage? Oh mm. gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but seriously, they have a. There is a traditional aspect to right, Ole Miss. Right, that, Georgia, Alabama, right. Ole Miss just moving across state the school. state school. And yeah. um, I think that that the expectation is maybe from Ole Miss fans uh, that they are um, uh, they should be at a level that they're consistently not. Right. And why aren't they um, LSU? Right. Right. Why aren't they Auburn? Why aren't they Alabama? I think that they right. wonder that too. You know, like we should be the top tier of the SEC. Yeah, and that may be totally wrong. Ole Miss fans may not think that. They're like, we're just here for a party, which they are. <laughs> they are. Right. Uh, but I think that's part of the the charm of Ole Miss is that you will be entertained. That's true. And that's true. if that means that we take some shortcuts, if that means we have Shakespearean <laughs> tragedies, if that means we have gross hypocrisy and NCAA violations, listen, as long as we beat Alabama four times in the decade, we're all in. Yep. It's that's fun. right. Really, it's Mississippi State. As long as we beat Mississippi State. Well, and, and there's lots of fun that will come to that. I don't That's know if right. they beat Alabama four times in the decade or not. They may not be right. I know. I was thinking that. that was a lot. It was at I, least twice. Yeah, I so. think it was just twice. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, hey, that's two more times than a lot of other schools. We'll get there. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, so let's go ahead and start by just looking back at 2020. Just dive on right in. Dive Wait, right 2020? On. That's where we 20, go at the end. I mean, 2010. let's go back to the past before we get to the past. 2010. 2010. Uh, actually... I do want to go back, not like to their history, because there's really not much history. Bef- I mean, there's a lot of history before that, but really 
Archie Manning. There's no, and then, yeah, there's no championship. That's where we're like, what, what are we missing? Right. Like, why? And maybe that's another like research podcast. Right. Right. So, I mean, there's the really not much to have. talk about before 2010 that we're going to at least address today. But what I do want to go back is into, you mean the SEC archives <gasps> to a young boy named Landon Israel. Okay. Do you remember this? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what who to, invented tell us about something about uh, that called the fan portal? <gasps> Landon Israel, I remember. <laughs> you remember? That's like our second episode. Yes. yes, you don't have to go back and listen to it. It was kind of tough, but <laughs> he invented the. You know, we have the transfer portal now, where a player can put themselves into this position to be recruited by other is it just sec or it's, no it's they can everywhere. go wherever it's they everywhere. want that's yeah. right mm-hmm. um to go to be uh recruited basically by any other yeah, school that their name is available their for, name is available they, they want to leave and they cannot be contacted by another school if they're not in the portal right right wink wink yeah right right and we'll talk about that later yeah, yeah. um so landon israel this kid who um it's like in third grade or something. Um, I landed. <laughs> I, I know you're listening. He invented this thing. He was a Tennessee fan and said, you know what? Tennessee is disappointing, which I think maybe a lot of people might understand where he's coming from. And I really think I want to switch fandoms. So he sent out letters to Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, um, Nick Saban at Alabama, and... I think Orgeron. And LSU. And, and or- Tennessee wanted to be re-recruited. And Tennessee, yeah. right. And um, Lane Kiffin gave it his all and sent him a video. And in the end, Landon is now a Ole Miss fan. Yeah, about that. So, anyways, I wanted to just give another shout-out to Landon Little because I back. think his fan portal is an amazing idea. Um, yeah, Landon, this episode's for you. Uh, you might, Landon's parents, you may want to skip the section when we talk about escort services a little bit later. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. That's true. He might have to re-enter the fan portal at that yes, time. that's true. Okay, so looking at 20, 2010, um, so uh, Ole Miss kind of starts off the decade not great. We got Houston Nutt in his second or third year. Okay, so Houston Nutt. Do you know anything about Houston Nutt? No. Can you tell me about Houston Nutt? Houston really Nutt is one of those coaches who I think coached every SEC West team at some point. Uh, he was... Uh, He's at, he came from Arkansas. Right. And there's a lot of bad blood from that. Sure. Which I knew that. Yeah. So, like, he is one of those names that is synonymous for me of, like, my high school and college years. Like, Houston Nutt is a coach in the SEC. You don't know where. You don't know how. You don't know what he's doing he's there. He's literally only been at Arkansas or Ole Miss. Listen, that's two out of six at that point. That's a third of the SEC West. He was on his way, and he still he's might get there. he's been at Arkansas like three different times listen, in like 30 years. Listen, a so man likes Fayetteville. You, you got to give it to him. Am oh, I still he talking? briefly played basketball for UK under Adolph Rupp. What? According Th- to Wikipedia. No. Oh, wait, no, his dad. Oh, <laughs> I was like, he's not that old. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we need to put a so, timeline to that. Sorry, this is what happens when I read no, Wikipedia on been, the fly. That could, been, that could have worked for him because Rupp coached into the 70s. He and had been a teenager in the 70s. My dad was like... A teenager in the 70s. No, my dad was a teenager He was older than 60s, a teenager yeah. in the 70s. I mean, I guess. I didn't think Houston Nutt was that. Anyways. Listen, we're math challenged. We're not going to go. Anyway, Houston Nutt, I believe, was in that classic film, 
the blind side. Yep. You right? keep bringing we that just, one up. We yep. just love the coaching tree coming for out. For Old Miss, right? He represented Old Miss. He was one. for an SEC West school. That's all <laughs> I can tell you. Um, all right. So 2010, they um, go 4 and 8. Is that right? Are we in 20? No, I'm in 2011. Okay, I was about to say 2010. Yeah, 2010, they go 4 and 8. Uh, I mean, not great. They only have wins at Tulane, Fresno State, Louisiana, Lafayette, and their only SEC win is at? I bet it's Kentucky. It is at Kentucky. <laughs> tough. Tough. Um, so that, there, I mean, yeah. It's not a good year. Not a good, and so then this then is the Houston's third season. And then his next year, they go 2 and 10. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he started his, his tenure in the late 2000s with two nine win seasons. But Houston Nutt is not going to be a guy who inspires any sort of like excitement mm-hmm. to your uh, to your school uh, and to your program. Uh, so they let him go, and then Ole Miss hires Mister Freeze. All right, Hugh Freeze, Houston Nutt, Hugh Freeze. These names are amazing. I will say that. Um, so 2012, um, we start off with Hugh Freeze as head coach first season, and his one of his offensive coordinators is Matt Luke which we will hear his name again. Um, so they start off and go seven and six, um, have a, a better season. They start off with a win with number 24 ranked Central Arkansas. Um, they beat them in Oxford, um, then have wins at UTEP, Tulane, beat Auburn and Arkansas. But their big thing is that they won the Egg Bowl that year. So tell me what the Egg Bowl is. The Egg Bowl is that game every year. So, like, some rivalries have names that are associated with them. Uh, for, for instance, when um, Alabama plays Auburn, it's called the Iron Bowl. Um, and then when uh, Florida plays Georgia, it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It's a mouthful. Uh, yes, it is. Um, when Mississippi and Mississippi State battle, it's called the Egg Bowl. That's Do you know why it's called the Egg Bowl? I think that was like their trophy. It was like a big egg, golden egg trophy, yeah, right? B- but why, where does it come from? Do uh, you know? No, I don't. Do you? I have no idea. Oh, dang it. I don't. Okay. Well, well, don't make me read Wikipedia real fast or I'm going to date somebody. Maybe Landon can help us out with that. <laughs> uh, fun fact on Hugh Freeze real quick. So, like, that first year, like, he's starting to get it turned around a little bit. Things are looking better. In the 90s, he coached as a as a, a, a football coach at a, a private school in Memphis. Mm-hmm. He also coached the girls' basketball team oh, okay. while he was there and had more success as the girls' basketball coach um than the football coach well maybe he could come back and coach basketball at Ole Miss well that would be a turn of events because they've had a good basketball team before yeah like one year Marshall Henderson oh my boy I love Marshall Henderson I'm gonna talk about him later again. Uh, oh, really you can bring him up yep. I'm very excited all right so um, more Hugh okay Freeze. so yeah 2012 we got also have our QB is a man named Bo Wallace. Okay. So this is his first year. We'll hear him a couple times. But, yeah, so they had a decent season, seven and six. They get to go to a bowl. They beat a number 25-ranked Mississippi State in the end. I think everyone's like, okay, we will listen to Mr. Hugh Freeze. And I think another part, this is just kind of a bias in a college football fan, I think for the most part, is that college football fans – even football fans, really. NFL is a little different because everybody's good, but um, like the caliber of athlete. But college football fans, high school, you want to have an offense that throws it up, right? Mm-hmm. That goes through the air, pass heavy. That's just more exciting than 
ground and pound, run three yards in cloud of dust. Like, that's just... Yeah, you're going to get a, seven, a, what, six and nine game of the century if you don't right. run it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Hugh Freeze is pass heavy. Mm-hmm. So he's running in an exciting style. And you have a, a year where they beat uh, Mississippi State. They go to a bowl game. Who they beat in the bowl game? Two thousand Pittsburgh. They beat Pittsburgh. Okay. That doesn't mean much. But, hey, yep. it's still a bowl win. So now you come to 2013. Mm-hmm. And one of the, I think, one of the bigger moments that show that Ole Miss might have something here is mm-hmm. they win at Texas. Yes. 44 to 23. Now, Texas was not back and still isn't. But... You know, that's a Texas team at that point, five, six, seven years before it won the national title. It's mm-hmm. still Texas, right? Right. And Ole Miss right. winning at Texas, that's a big deal. So, and it showed like, okay, now this, again, this Hugh Freeze uh, momentum is building. And here's the other thing with it. The recruiting is taking off. You're seeing Ole Miss recruiting top 10 classes mm-hmm. in the country. That whole thing of like, why isn't Ole Miss like in the, the upper stratosphere of the SEC? Well, guess what? Now we got a coach whose style is exciting, mm-hmm. um, and we're getting a lot of more fan involvement and fan engagement mm-hmm. uh, in the the possible success of the, the team. You got a big win at Texas. Now we're starting to do some things. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then you know about in October they have another really big win um, with a number six LSU. Okay, uh, which is a big deal in Oxford, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Um, like if I don't know if to an Ole Miss fan, you know, midseason, what says we're back more than uh, creaming an L- a number six ranked LSU, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then they verb have choice. creaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what is the word I'm looking for? Beating. I mean, Be- you could you could come up with any number of verbs there, but. <laughs> Let's, let's cream LSU. All right. Isn't that what you say? It was just said. Okay. I'll come up with better terms. Um, and then they go on to be, you know, Idaho, Arkansas, Troy. <laughs> sure. As one does. As one does. <laughs> you beat Idaho. Um, have some losses, um, but then they get to go to a bowl again that year. They're eight and five. Um, beat Georgia Tech in the LP, the Music City Bowl. Sorry, LP Field. Uh, LP yeah, Field, the Music so. City Bowl. Yeah. So 2013, not bad. And now we enter the year of the Mississippi, 2014. Such a weird year. So 2014, it, it's a it's a it's a transition year in college football, right? Because this is the first year of the college football playoff. Uh, it is um, obviously you're going to see now four teams get into this playoff system. Really don't know what that's going to look like. Um, basically, every college football fan is excited now because you're not letting the computers decide. Now we're letting people, and people can never make mistakes or bad judgments. So this is going to be something cool. I think most people at that point figured, okay, 2014, we're going to get these traditional powers out, Alabama, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State. Like Those are going to be the teams that, that are going to be in this playoff chase. Um well, yeah, as things turned out, there would be two teams that made an intrusion into the uh, the dominant powers in 2014, and they were both from Mississippi. That's right. So Mississippi State somehow also had a revitalizing year, which we'll get into with them. And they, they were the them, first but... ever rankings released for the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State was the first ever number one. To, uh, that is a fact that I love with all my heart. It's just so fun. <laughs> that is a fun fact. I don't think I knew that. I think Ole Miss was number three. 
Golly, what a weird year. And 2014, let's talk about it. So, yeah, so 2014, they start off just winning, winning, winning. They beat, you know, these teams that they normally, like, I don't want to say nobody teams because it makes me feel bad, but. Oh, uh, who, who un- are you calling a nobody team? teams. Boise State, Vanderbilt. How are you going to call Boise State a nobody team? Okay, I'm sorry. They weren't ranked at the time. Okay. okay. But, like, Boise State's good. I now, Vandy. Brian Harson was there. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Vanderbilt was a Vandy, Louisiana, Lafayette, Memphis. Sorry, Boise. I know we're probably going to pull a lot of Boise fans from our podcast. Yes, Idaho (laughs) is going to be well represented. And then... You you talked trash about Idaho, too, earlier. I did? Yeah, remember how they... Well, they beat Idaho, you know, as... Oh, I'm sorry, Idaho. I just... Yeah, I'm sorry, Idaho. I'm not, actually. Okay, moving on. So, October 4th, 2014, they beat a number... Three Alabama in Oxford. Um, late interception sealed it. Exciting game, um, and it really proved that okay, Ole Miss is here, right? That's because right. Bama, obviously, this is Nick Saban at I wouldn't call it the height of his powers because they were coming off of a um, uh, 2013 where they failed to make the championship game. That was kick six Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, but it still shows that you know this is going to be a uh, this is a challenging moment. And I think there were a lot of writers who at that point saw maybe this is a changing of the guard moment because mm-hmm. Bama losing at Ole Miss, Bama doesn't do that, right? right. And here comes Ole Miss. Maybe uh, with Hugh Freeze's exciting way of playing, maybe this is a new way of doing college football offense. Right. Um, but we know what happens. Well, you know what I really think happened? So they had a great – uh, that was a great game for Ole Miss. But something else I remember about that day, um, there was game day was there. And there was, a, you know, they always bring in a special guest. Oh, they do, yes. Do you remember who the special guest that was? That would have been one Katy Perry. That was the weirdest thing I've ever watched. I remember watching and being super uncomfortable. I think, was it Bo Wallace that she was, like, trying to get his number? Or was I think, it? Oh, well, I think the. Or was it Alabama's quarterback? I think, oh, I don't know. Maybe both. <laughs> Gosh. Both of them, I don't know. She's happily together with Orlando Bloom right now, but can you be happily with her? what is Orlando Bloom doing? Being with Katy Perry, he doesn't have to do anything. Just making that Pirates of the Caribbean and what Lord of the Rings hand money. Ge- the That's royalties, the money these? coming is this your in. Your royalties, hand yes. Gesture? He doesn't have to do anything anymore. Um. Anyways, so yeah, Katy Perry, I and mean, maybe that changed. Did that change the game? I don't know. Actually, I don't think so because they went on to win at. Um, at in College Station the next week, number fourteen Texas A and M yeah. beat Tennessee. Had some losses with LSU and Auburn, and that was really like you're talking. I mean, what are they seven, eight, no, or something like that? Mm-hmm. And you're you know Mississippi State's on a similar parallel. Mm-hmm. They're undefeated, ranked number one in the country. With Texas A and M. Oh no, Mississippi State. Right. And, so yeah. the, you're in a year 2014 where it's very possible that like the Egg Bowl could decide the SEC West. That's I mean, can right. you imagine? So but, let's go to the Egg Bowl. Well, as it, it we we couldn't imagine it because right. by that point, um, Ole Miss has lost like two or three games. Right. So <laughs> they lost to a L- number twenty four LSU, number three Auburn. Right. So um, yeah. and Arkansas, which we'll get back. Yeah, they the lost Arkansas. To Arkansas. Yeah. Honestly, we'll come back to this. Game. Yeah, we'll come back to Arkansas. But, um, but, but, but yeah, so then they play a number four Mississippi State and they win. And that's a it's a critical game because Mississippi State had already lost to Alabama, mm-hmm. and Bama by winning that had basically sealed the SEC West. Mm-hmm. But by beating Mississippi State, Ole Miss in essence knocked 
Mississippi State out of playoff contention. Right. And I don't. There's nothing better as a rival. Right. But Ole Miss at that point I think was ranked 18th, so mm-hmm. it's not like they're like falling 18, apart. Yeah. But to knock your rival out of a place where they had never been and likely will never go again, mm-hmm. um, at least in the time being. Right, special moment after those three, those two losses to ranked teams, and then that terrible loss to Auburn. What else? What do, What do you need? I mean, you're going to go to a bowl, right? You're not going to the playoffs. Let's just slash some then let's, bulldogs. Let, let's oh, slash some me. bulldogs. <laughs> Call say. PETA. We are murdering <laughs> canines here on the podcast. So they go do go to a bowl. They go to the Peach Bowl um, and lose to TCU. But um, you know, eight and five. I mean, nine and four season. Sorry, nine and four season. Yeah, and I think it continued to mark that Ole Miss and they will be for the next couple of years is going to be not only a um, a threat in the SEC, but a threat nationally. And right. they're going to be a consistently ranked program. Um, and it's something, again, that's like you really, like for Ole Miss, it's like, well, this kind of feels right. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you think like every SEC state should have, especially those deep south states, mm-hmm. should have a team that is uh, dominant mm-hmm. because of the recruiting base. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that had really not happened. And you see Mississippi State and Ole Miss really hit it big in one year. And we don't want to, like, we'll cover a lot of Mississippi State's perspective later. But uh, it, it was it was neat to see like what you believe should happen come to fruition. That's right. So 2015 is one of my favorite seasons, actually, for Ole Miss. Oh, why is that? It was it was a fun season. I think there were some fun things that happened, and I would think that most Mississippi State, I mean Ole Miss fans, sorry, um, would think this was a great season. So Bo Wallace is gone, not dead. <laughs> But he has finally graduated. He's been yes. there forever, it sounds like. It seems yeah. like. And we got a new quarterback, Mr. Chad Kelly. Now, Chad Kelly is like Johnny Manziel light. Okay. This is a gunslinger. He's a guy that's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, Well, maybe you're never that's gonna, why this is so fun. You're never going to be bored with Chad Kelly. So they got two wins with, you know, I, what's I, I need a term other than easy teams. So can we, we need to come up with like a podcast term for these teams like Tennessee, Martin, and Fresno State. That are like fun, fun ones. I don't know. We'll pay. We'll 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 workshop it. So they got two of those, and fun I always ones. what's so weird for me for Alabama for Ole Miss is that they play Alabama so early yeah. every year. Yeah. I don't know why that's like. I guess I just feel like that should be lower. You got to play somebody. I know. Yeah. I know. So they play number two Alabama. Um, it's again college game days there. Actually, don't remember who the guest was that that one. It would have been um, Alabama because it was, it was Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa so. Yeah, why is Katy Perry going to Ole Miss? Did she go to Ole Miss? No. She's, What's her connection? I don't know. Is she from Mississippi? I don't think so. Google. Okay, so they go to Alabama that year. College game day is there again. Number two, Alabama. Number fifteen, uh, Ole Miss. Um. And Ole Miss wins. Yeah, well. Ole Miss wins. Oh. Do you want to know what the story oh, is? a whole article. Her manager at the time was a proud Ole Miss alum. Oh, my gosh. Seems a bit of a stretch. I don't know. I if I'm an actually, Ole Miss fan, no, I'm going to no, be no. a little offended. I, I totally see this. I think this is going to connect to our NCAA violations later. Oh, we'll get to that. Yes. yes we'll I get think to that. that alums and boosters actually have a lot of pull at Ole Miss. Oh, it's a little bit of a boys club. Yeah. Uh, oh. So they go on. Um, 
beat Vanderbilt the next week. Can we just sit oh, on yeah. that Alabama game yeah, for yeah, just yeah, a second? Yeah. They beat Alabama two years in a row. They beat that Alabama game, two years in a row. That game featured one of the craziest touchdown catches. Uh, Chad Kelly, like the, the – the, it's like a 20, 30-yard line on the Ole Miss side of the field. Uh, high snap. He hits it. It goes flying into the air. He catches it. Alabama defensive end is about to, like, run into hit him. him whatever. Yeah. I, I tried to think of a, a good verb. Oh, okay. I was thinking about creaming, but <laughs> <laughs> I just decided not to say that. I was like, I well, I, let me think of another one. Next one, can, let me just have a thesaurus in front of us. Yeah, we can ahead. have a whole list of descriptive terms. Yeah. But uh, no, and it goes, it throws in the air and it like it gets fumbled basically. It was kind of Prairie Jordan hair like for Auburn, Georgia. Yes, and but all, even crazier. Yeah, I think so. And the Ole Miss uh, receiver who tipped it, La- Laquan Treadwell, who's one of the stud wide receivers the Ole Miss had mm-hmm. during these this decade. Uh, Another guy runs under, catches it, runs at 75 yards for a touchdown. Ole Miss wins 43-37. Crazy game. They led by about 20 the whole way. Bama comes back, but they uh, beat him in the end. But that's something that I don't believe. We'll have to check our records. I don't know if any team has beaten Alabama two years in a row. Mm-hmm. If Auburn may have done that at one point, but I really don't know outside of. Um, I don't. I, I don't believe anyone has. At least in the SEC. Yeah. Well, we'll maybe someone we'll have to else check can. that out. Yeah, check that for us. Landon, get on that. Yes. All right. So what else happened? Two thousand fifteen. I think so. It's child labor. We can't do that. That's no, true. Okay. Um. What else happened? And wait, we're still in twenty fifteen. Okay. So then they go and then they play Florida twenty number twenty five Florida that year, um, and they lose in the swamp. Yeah, I mean, you're going to lose on the road in the swamp, mm-hmm. but those are Florida teams in the middle of the decade that are not very good. Right, and then they they also have a loss um, in October to Memphis, which is a rival for them. True, they, um, and Memphis is a good team um, too. And then, but then they have they beat A and M and Oxford, a number fifteen ranked A and M beat Auburn. Um, then another loss to Arkansas. So very up and down. Very up and down. Very up and down. Arkansas's a, a overtime loss. Yeah. Beat number fifteen LSU. Go to the Egg Bowl. Beat. Mississippi, uh, State. Mississippi State, and then get to go to a bowl and beat uh good bowl too probably what cotton bowls sugar sugar bowl and sugar they beat bowl. Oklahoma State that's right so good season ten and three I mean we're we talking got a ten season like win. you've been in the the uh, college football playoff associated bowls for two years in a row you were in the Peach Bowl you that's lost right. to TCU but next year you beat Oklahoma State in the Sugar Bowl Ole Miss is becoming SEC royalty. <sighs> But then, but then what? The NCAA comes calling. All right, so we want to pause for these. Good lord, this is just such a hot mess. And y'all, I've tried to do some like real journalism research. Uh oh, uh oh, journalism had it. Here we go. Um, and it's you know, with all good things come to an end, right? So, um, well, and this is what like I think some people, at least when I say some people, I mean myself. Like for Ole Miss to like, you get this new coach and you're getting all these incredible players seemingly out of nothing and you're getting top 10 recruiting classes. One part of you thinks logically, okay, yeah, Mississippi uh, high school football is a good product. Deep South, you got Louisiana, Texas, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia right there, Florida. I mean, it would make sense that they could draw some top talent. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're like, I mean, you look on the other end, maybe there's some tomfoolery going on that is giving uh, Ole Miss perhaps a, 
an advantage that is unfair. That's right. So um, for the past, you know, actually since 2012, so since they were doing pretty good, um, they have been under investigation from the NCAA. And um, in January 2016, they received their first notice of allegations. Um, It's not just football. It spans basketball, track and field, and football. Um, And they um, have, I mean, it's, it's, it spans over so many years. I'm probably going to get some of these details wrong, but they end up having 15 level one, which are the really bad yeah. ones, violations under Hugh Freeze. They have a couple under Houston Nut, but really most of this goes under Freeze. Um, and a lot of it kind of result, revolves around Laramie Tunsil. Yes. So tell me what you remember about Laramie Tunsil. I remember him about to be drafted in the NFL and wearing a... What's the technical term for that? I don't. Do you know. not know what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't know what he was re- he, wearing. He, <laughs> I don't remember what he was wearing. I do remember watching this though, because I remember being like, "This is weird," and I think this is a really big deal. Well, he had uh, uh, some sort of drug paraphernalia. Oh, okay. like there was a video released of him like a couple days before the NFL draft. Oh, with, I thought you meant what he was wearing at the draft. No. I was like, I do not remember what he was wearing at the draft. Do you remember that suit? That's exactly what I thought you were talking about. No, he had no. Marijuana so he had, leaves on his suit. Can you like, believe it? I know. I thought you were No, so that. there was this video of him like um sm- with a bong, I think. That's the word. I was <laughs> gosh. So he was yeah, he was smoking a bong and then there also yeah. was a text screenshot of him talking to an assistant coach from Ole Miss accepting cash money. Cash yeah, cash money cash will, money. Will get so you in he problem. was predicted to be drafted in the top five. Right. And this came out offensive on, tackle. Yeah, he was an offensive tackle. Yeah. Um this came out on Draft Day, right? Draft day. Like or draft week. night, I yeah. like I think it was that day because yeah. they were scrambling. Yeah, and he looked so panicked. I I really felt really bad for him at the time. Right. Um. And he ended up moving down to number thirteen. And you know, at the time, I was like, Ben, what does this even mean? Like, yeah. why is it that big of a deal? I mean, you're still in the first round of the yeah. draft. But Ben kind of explained to me, and I've read since. You know, like he lost millions of dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. You like go this down is to a 13. huge deal. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, you know, maybe the, the world's, the, uh, the country's like, oh, uh, something's going on all Miss. Yeah, we've got, th- we've got things happening. Something, some things so, are happening. So then, at, when the reports come out, it, Freeze and the AD, Ross Bjork, athletic director, there go, shout there out. Go. He's I, probably not there anymore. Well, I know him because he used to be a Western Kentucky, so uh, I knew okay. the name from before, but they... They're more or less putting publicly blame on the nut regime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Move on. Okay. Um, but they're putting a lot of blame on the past regime. Mm-hmm. And we know Houston Nuts' dream is to coach all the SEC West schools. So, like, <laughs> Which we, he's got two. Well, he's, he, so does he's, Nick he's got two more than <laughs> And Muschamp. <laughs> yep. No, well, Muschamp's the SEC East. He doesn't coach. Oh, West. You're yeah, going to say West. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, go ahead. Come on. Get our facts straight. So... Anyway, uh, Houston, that is like you get your name out of my mouth. You get my name out of, you out know of your I mean. mouth. Yeah. There are mouths, names involved. <laughs> and he sues oh, Ole Miss. I don't know if I knew that. And uh, to for defamation mm-hmm. because they're basically saying that all these like 15 level one violations are actually Houston Nuts' fault. Mm-hmm. And Houston Nuts is like, <laughs> no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. So as a process or as a part of the 
the legal process. You have this phase called discovery, mm-hmm. where basically in preparation for these lawsuits, uh, each side can have access to all sorts of documents. They can record depositions. They can do all of these things. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, uh, as a part of that investigation, Nutt's lawyers have uh, put him in a Freedom of Information Act request to get some Ole Miss call records or phone records mm-hmm. to uh, just do a little digging and see, like, okay, what's the extent of the blame they're trying to put on Houston Nutt and whatnot. And in the process of their investigation, they find uh, some phone numbers um, dialed and used that through the process and investigation that followed, they connect to Hugh Freeze Mm -hmm. calling and using an Ole Miss-issued phone Mm -hmm. to call uh, escort services. Okay. And we can all use our imaginations there and how oh that gosh can... let's not well let's... i didn't say you had to i said we can i'm not giving you any sort of like you have to do that but this is particularly problematic in that hugh freeze is very outspoken about his faith okay and he coached remember i talked about he coached a private school that was a private christian school okay. in memphis okay um he's he worked has worked a lot with fca mm-hmm. it's a it's not it a sucks, great look. right? Yeah. It sucks, yeah. and uh, it's it's not something that we you know, that, you know, people are going to belittle that and whatnot. But it's right. just very unfortunate, um, and that kind of the Houston nothing kind of triggered this further investigation into what is Hugh Freeze doing? Gotcha. And Hugh Freeze uh, ends up the the investigation unearths more of these types of activities mm-hmm. and Hugh Freeze who had brought so much joy and excitement to Ole Miss football mm-hmm. uh is asked to resign right and um I, did he coach the 2016 season I don't believe he did I think I think Well no, no I think he did, I think he did. and I think that I 2016 think... season was just under the the shadow of these investigations yes Yes, definitely. And they were already going through self-imposed bowl penalties, bowl and, penalties, yeah. scholarship reductions, right. which is going to hit your recruiting. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, they put a lot of blame or I don't honestly, I don't know if it's they put a lot of blame on it or um, the, the investigation was finding a lot of um, activity in the boosters. Yes. The, the boost, the Ole Miss football boosters um, were doing a lot of the money passing and the, you know, all of the, the fun stuff that you're not, you can't do. Uh, so <laughs> the fun stuff. The fun stuff. So yeah, they were already doing some of that. You know, that's got to. Um, and and to be fair, we talked about like those investigations of the escort service and all that. That is happening after just confirming here. That's happening after the 2016 season. So 2016 is we're going through that season with Ole Miss, knowing that those violations are out there, and then we and get, already have some self-imposed right, and they're doing self-imposed, but and, also after the Jeremy Tunsil, not Jeremy, Laramie, Laramie Tunsil, sorry, yeah, <laughs> and, and so brother. we we get to a point that eventually in the off season, mm-hmm. early 2017, that's when Hugh Freeze resigns, and for Ole Miss this sucks, right, because mm-hmm. you've you've had three years of just a lot of fun. You almost beat Alabama in 2016. They came very close to beating Bama three straight years, right? Which, <laughs> it's that would have been ridiculous nuts. to think right. about. Uh, but this is uh, this is a this is a crushing blow because Hugh Freeze um, clearly had unlocked with recruiting 
and you can say, okay, the violations happened. Well, guess, listen, they still had, I think once, once he established himself as like a, a coach that could win, those players were going to get there. Now, mm-hmm. how did he get that first batch of talent? Well, there was cheating. Right. To a degree, that's happening in a lot of places. That's another discussion <laughs> for another day. But, right. you know, I think it's getting to the point, once you establish yourself, he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we could look at what he's doing right now, and we'll get to that in a minute. But um, this is really tough for Ole Miss, and they decide to promote uh, one of their offensive uh, coaches, Matt Luke. Right. And Mark John. That's what I was wondering. You want to call him Mark John? <laughs> well, let's just get the, all the gospels oh, in there. Yeah, throw gospels That's together. his brother, Mark John. Mark John. How about John Mark? That would make a lot John more Mark. sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't think we need to go through, well, we do for one one thing, but I don't think we need to go through game by game of the Matt Luke era because it was, large, it was largely like uneventful. And by uneventful, right. I mean like perpetually five and seven. Yeah. So they were five and seven and 20, well, 2016, he was still there, but seven, 2017, six and six. I mean, minor blank, 2018, five and seven, and then 2019, four and eight. Yeah. It's just not a, it wasn't a good thing, but what we can talk about, and this is what we'll end with in terms of the season by season Matt Luke's three egg bowls were okay. with <laughs> like, I'm just giggling talking about how ridiculous. Now, another thing about the egg bowl and they've decided to move to this, which is actually a, a great, um, a great thing is that they are, um, they are moving to make that a game that happens every year on Thanksgiving night. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, what happens with like the Egg it. Bowl is if you put that on Saturday, like, that's there. The Iron Bowl is that Saturday. You get a, all those, like, SEC East, ACC mm-hmm. crossover games on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, the Egg Bowl can be lost, but the Egg Bowl is always entertaining. Yeah. At least the last three or four years has been awesome. So, the, it's on Thanksgiving night, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I think Ole Miss wins. Um, Just 2017 or 2019? 17. 17, okay. Um. But the game was remembered for a moment when DK Metcalf, who was one of their star wide receivers, um, caught a touchdown. Um, and then as he gets, and this is in Starkville, mm-hmm. and then when he gets into the end zone, kneels down, hikes up the leg, and I thought dog eared. Was... Well, no, 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 no. Okay, it is. It, 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 this is the prequel. Oh, okay. And it okay, happens continue, in 2017. Continue. DK Metcalf does that where he basically dog urinates on the Bulldogs, Mississippi State's field. Right. Of course, he gets a flag, but who cares, right? right? I mean, that's that's just fun times. Gotcha. Now, so that was 2017. Okay. And by DK the way. DK Metcalf was going to be one of our notable players. Like, he was. Right. Now, have you seen the DK Metcalf uh, workout picture? No. Okay. So, like, I'm going to show you a picture. This here. is going to be a We Bo did Jackson this like Bo moment. Jackson the other day. I think I've shown you this picture before where it's just a bunch of guys, like, Without shirts, and then it has DK Metcalf on the side. Uh, this is, is this uncomfortable to me? No, not okay. really. Like, what? see the guys there in this uh-huh. picture. Now look at the guy on the far left. Oh, jeez, that guy, this guy. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's a big old guy. He, he? is. So is that the rest of his team? <laughs> it's like the other water Caesars, and then you have DK Golly. Metcalf over here. Yeah, he's just like a, a giant teenage ninja turtle. I mean, Goodness. there he is, right? Yeah. I mean, he's just yeah, huge. Yeah, he was really good. So, he still is, but. Uh, yeah, so he's a NFL uh, wide receiver mm-hmm. doing really well. 
Uh, but so that's 2017. 2018, there's a brawl at the end of the third quarter. Right. Uh, Ole Miss wins by about a million. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's wrong. Mississippi State wins like a million. Mm-hmm. And that's in. Um, um, uh, that's in Oxford. It's in Oxford. Yeah. Yes. So Mississippi State wins by a ton. Uh, but there's a brawl. So that like continues this like ridiculousness. And then 2019. Oh my gosh. It may, is maybe one of my top five favorite games of the whole decade in the SEC. Um, two teams that are largely at this point irrelevant, right? They're both Mississippi State's ranked 16. No, they weren't that good. 2019? Yes. Were they really? Yes. No, uh, that's 2017. That's what I <laughs> Click the page, Brittany. Okay, okay, go ahead. So, like, you get a, a scenario that kind of paint the picture for you yes. where um, Ole Miss is down seven. And they're, they've got like a fourth and 24 or something like this. And they throw like a 40 to 50 yard pass and like continue the game and like it continues on. Mm-hmm. And then they get down all the way to the, uh, the goal line or close to the goal line. They throw a touchdown pass. It gets waved off because there was an offsides call. And they like whistled the play dead. So they have to play it again. They eventually throw a touchdown pass. And Elijah Moore recreates the beauty of the DK Metcalf celebration by dog urinating in front of the Mississippi State fans. and But let's do some math here. They were down seven. You catch the touchdown. Have you tied the game? No. You have not, right? Because the rules of football, six points for a touchdown, one point extra point right. by the kicker. So it gets 15 yards flagged. Um, so now this kicker has to kick. And now they, they push the extra point back 15 yards. And now mm-hmm. it's like a 30-some-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. They're down one. This is the kick. Mm. It was the lose twenty one twenty. And for Ole Miss fans, I think knowing where you are now, like heading into twenty twenty one, it doesn't hurt as much because you know your program is in the ascendancy. Mm-hmm. But for that moment, that's got to be like. I mean, that's the end of your last game of the season because you're not going to a bowl, right? And Matt Luke gets fired. Yes, like, I, but for I Ole Miss like, fans, I don't think they're <laughs> well. Like three hours after that game, it right, was it like, not, it, like did not, it did not take long. But not uh, at all. And yeah. ironically, Mississippi ben State's loves the dog urinating. Well, it's story. just hilarious. <laughs> and Miss, you know, uh, and Mississippi State's coach Joe Moorhead got fired after that game too. I think his was after their bowl game. Joe Moorhead. Yes. I've never heard that name in my life. Well, okay, you will we'll when we do the Mississippi, Mississippi State, State podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, no. It, it, so it's really at that point it's kind of a cleanse for mm-hmm. the state of Mississippi for Ole Miss because it's well, that's kind of <laughs> so but you like have the whole who freeze era and then you also had kind of the leftovers in Matt Luke which clearly you need to do something different yeah so, yeah um, so that leads us up to 2020 so let's do superlatives real quick and let's uh, let's go ahead and talk best moment worst moment and top rival and then we'll get into 2020. All right, so um, best moment um, for me was I have a couple. I mean, it's hard not give to, us one. I know I always put a couple. It's hard not to include gonna, one one of those Bama wins. Well, so do that. I know, and part of me wants to pick the Katy Perry one, <laughs> just because Katy Perry. Well, it's at home. I think that's a. I think that's a. A more fun. Well, can I ask you? Did you pick one of the Bama ones? Well, yeah. As yours, because I have a third op, third one. 
Well, you just pick okay, what you pick. Okay, I had both the Bama ones, and then I also had the 2015 Egg Bowl because they had one in Starkville since 2003. And like we said, that was a big deal. Like that rivalry, yeah. you know, like we talked about last week with Auburn, Alabama, it's just a big deal, right. you know? And so that the fact that they won to a very good, they beat or creamed a very good <laughs> um, Mississippi State team in Starkville, I'm going to, I'll, I'll put that one as mine. 2015 Egg Bowl. Okay. Well, I think it's I think it's 2014 beating Bama because Katy Perry was there. No, okay. uh, it has nothing to do with Katy Perry. Uh, it's beating the number two or one. Were they number one? They might have been number one. Mm-hmm. I think they were one in at least one poll. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's beating them, storming the field, um, staying undefeated. Hugh Freeze is here. We're having fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's clearly the best moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so worst moment. Worst moment is um, Arkansas. Oh, here it is. Gosh, y'all, I don't know what it is about Mississippi and Arkansas. It's the thorn in their side, their annoying little brother, um, annoying big brother. I don't know what you want to call it, but I picked 2015 Arkansas game. So we talked a little bit about that earlier. Um, So 2015, again, was like my favorite year for Ole Miss because there was just so much that happened. They were on – a role, right? Like they had beat um, Alabama, Texas A&M, Auburn. Um, going in, they only have two losses. They're going to an unranked Arkansas team in Oxford. They lose. No, wait, this is wrong. This is my wrong year, right? 2015. No, this is the year I chose. Yeah, okay, sorry. This isn't the other year. Um, And they lose in overtime 53-52. And the reason I chose this year and not the other one, which was a shutout year, which is also a a thing, um, is because this knocks them out of going to the SEC championship. Oh, okay. So this was a big deal um, because, you know, they they go on to beat a number 15 LSU, number 21 Mississippi State. I mean – this if there was a year it could have been this year right. and i feel like that arkansas game really was what did it there's a play i don't know i should know this and Ole miss fans who are listening will probably just scream at me for not being aware but there's it might have been that game but there was a, a crazy lateral throw it across the field play mm-hmm. that happened at some point between Ole miss and arkansas uh and yes I, the swine intervention. The swine intervention. <laughs> I'm glad you I am that. all. I am all in on this. <laughs> I wanted to use that. Term. Tell me about the swine intervention. Oh, I don't really remember, but you're right. It was like this lateral play. We'll, yeah, it was we'll a fourth link down. it in the show notes. But yeah, it was. It was one of those. Just I think. Um, uh, Hugh Freeze came out and said, "Like there was divine." I think he said, "Like that was divine intervention, and that's why they called it swine intervention." Swine intervention. Yeah. I am all in on that. I think the worst moment is when Hugh Freeze called Delilah or Francine or whatever. Oh my the, gosh, are these your escort names? <laughs> that is the names that I'm, I'm giving. I'm gonna stop ladies. them now so we don't get to like Bertha or Ethel. Well, you just called them out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ethel, but you've just been called out. I mean, that's, they were not going to – I don't think they were going to fire him for the NCAA stuff. I, I really, really don't. I really don't think – If he was, like, really – you think that the escort stuff was what did it? I think that um, – How can you not fire him for all of that? They can't go to a bowl game for, like, five years. Yeah, and lost I think – all of that. I think if you're, if you're Ole Miss um, – and in this, you know, this is just kind of what the way I look at it. You're you're kind of playing with house money if you're all miss, where this is not the most ethically sound reasoning. 
But like this is a guy that got you into the CBS three thirty games. Yeah. And you you don't know if you can hire that person again. Yeah. So like when take your medicine for a couple years. He's a great coach. Um do something institutionally to put some more safeguards in so this doesn't happen again. But um yeah, I, I just don't see that they would have fired him. So I think it's when I think the worst moment, and and I the Arkansas I had another Arkansas. They lost thirty to nothing to Arkansas in two thousand fourteen. Right when they were ranked number eight in the country. Right. So again, the pigs. Right. I know. I but cho- I had to choose between both of those. But I think it's it. I think they had lost that that mojo and that swagger with Hugh Freeze uh, that they've recently re- re- returned to, but. Uh, I think I would put I would put that as the worst moment. All right, yeah. top rival. I think it's clear. I think it's Mississippi State. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it's just like um, with Bama. It's hard, or with Auburn, it's hard not to make it Bama. It's just kind of super very natural, especially this. Um, they kind of had similar trajectories the yeah. last decade. Um, I feel like I still feel like Mississippi State's wishes it was Bama. Mississippi State wishes. Sorry, Ole, Ole Miss. Miss yeah. Ole Miss wishes it was Bama. Oh, I, everyone does, right? But I also, you know, I'm going to throw a little hat in there for Arkansas because of yeah. the Houston nut thing with him coming <laughs> from Arkansas and like like directly from Arkansas, right, right. you know, like and, and the then the struggles that they've had, right? And, and listen, then those two games with the swine intervention and the shutout. And I think if you're Ole Miss, you got to beat, you have to beat State and Arkansas every year in the West, yeah. If you're going to be a contender, right? I mean, you got to take care of those like bottom level and then you can maybe split like then you got the auburn a&m window like pair mm-hmm. and then lsu or bama like mm-hmm. the bosses at the end so like if you can you got to beat arkansas if you don't you're going to have a, a a difficult time making that that went up somewhere else so i think hot take here i think right now the egg bowl is the best rivalry in college football you just like the dog urinating no i think it's just it's in a like here's the thing with with an iron bowl or with another rivalry somewhere in the country that has like two teams that are always in the top five which i can't think of off the top of my head because i can't Mm -hmm. but there's like something about the egg bowl is like you you go in as a fan like no strings attached Mm -hmm. like you're watching this there's no like other implications or 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 consequences that happen because of this game we're just watching the ridiculousness that unfolds these two teams that do not like each other these players played each other against each other the whole lives Mm -hmm. they know each other um the fans are next door neighbors right right uh you know Ole Miss has definite thoughts about Starkville Starkville has thoughts about Oxford right so like it's just it's just a fun game and I think it's more so now because of the coaches. Okay, so let's go into 2020. We get a new coach. Um, the train is in town in Oxford, and and I to give ourselves credit, I don't think we talked about Lane Kiffin at all here in this this podcast. Looking back, because he's popped up so much in our other shows, but I don't think we talked about him at all. Like in depth. Uh, like, uh, just like anecdotally. Oh, well, we talked about with Tennessee a little. No, bit. I'm saying like in this one. Oh, in this yeah. episode. Right. Oh, yes, you're right. So, yeah, so but we talked about him when we talked about Tennessee because he was at Tennessee for I didn't deny, that's not that's I'm saying that I we know and the I'm whole continuing way. the conversation. Okay, well, you continue it. Take it on. Here we go, 2020. Well, I want to give a little background of Lane Kiffin over the last 10 years. Okay, well, let's go 
we we we've got things to do here. We're at fifty. We're at fifty minutes. Oh, so it's okay. about time to, okay. to wrap things up. Okay. So Lane Kiffin, he was at Tennessee for one year, then USC for four years, and then he was at Bama under Nick Saban mm-hmm. for two years, and they went and cut, was a, as an assistant coach and then a head coach at Florida Atlantic. So I mean, he's bounced around a lot, and I feel like that is integral to his personality and yeah. to what he's bringing. Yes, so. but he's here in Oxford, and there were fun times to be had. One of the best offenses in the country last year. A lot of that is due to their quarterback, Matt Corral, who mm-hmm. is back for 2021. That's right. Uh, and some people are mentioning it as a possible Heisman dark horse. Oh. I know. Scandalous, I've never right? heard of a Heisman dark horse, but that's interesting. Well, it's a, it's a fun comment to make. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Ole Miss 2020. I think maybe a little better than people expected. Mm-hmm. They were the only team that played one of the only teams that played Alabama close mm-hmm. during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Finished with five and five. Uh, just had some silly numbers. Put up fifty nine against South Carolina, fifty four against Vanderbilt. They put up forty eight against uh, LSU in a losing effort. Forty eight against Alabama in a losing effort. Uh, forty two against Kentucky. Um, so fun. And then maybe kind of the look ahead for this year is they beat. Indiana ranked top 10. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're the seventh best team, but they beat them in a bowl game. Yep. Ole Miss is unranked. They beat Indiana 26 to 20. Mm-hmm. So a lower scoring game. So, so ending the year with some hope. Yeah. And I think, some fun. and some people are seeing Ole Miss as a, uh, here's that phrase again, dark horse, mm-hmm. um, eight, nine win team mm-hmm. from the West. Yeah. So we'll see how they do it, but their schedule is promising. Okay. They play their their team that they play from the East every year is Vandy. Oh, that's so that's good for them. Okay. Yes. They also play at Tennessee, which of course for Lane Kiffin is a reunion mm-hmm. headed back to Knoxville. But that's not the game on the schedule that I'm looking at the most. They welcome Liberty. <gasps> they do in early November, and of course Liberty is why? coached. Well, I'll tell you why. Liberty is coached by. Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. Is he healthy now? Is he out of that He's out of his bed? hospital bed. Oh, that's good. He's on the sidelines again. That's yeah. going to be fun. Elvis got a fun schedule. They open up with Louisville. They play the West teams, Tennessee, Vandy. And then they got that Liberty game there, smack dab in the middle of November. So um, it's going to be a fun season, I think, to watch Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely fun with their high octane high energy offense right see what their if their defense can kind of bring if they can get any sort of defense eight nine wins i don't think is out of the question at all yeah uh so i think that'll be a fun thing to watch so well we talked a lot old miss there's so much to say i know you know oh i'm gonna another episode i'm gonna talk about the ups and downs of their mascot the last 10 years it's been a tough ride because it's that was also fascinating we just don't have time but we will have time maybe in the lulls of preseason that i will share the um fighting land sharks with you yes uh, we get all animal kingdom we in really Oxford. do um, and actually none of it is in the state of mississippi none not of all. their mascots so what is an animal in mississippi that you could have gone with i don't know you've been to mississippi i have have, I have you not no i you've have actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have i don't know state. i don't know maybe that's that's something that people can help us with is okay. what animals are in mississippi well i also know there are no elephants in alabama that's true. But that doesn't stop. No the Tigers Alabama Crim- either. Well, probably not. But there's uh, that, that has not stopped the Alabama Crimson Tide from adopting the elephant. And fun fact, that's where we're headed next. 
Look at that transition. You know, I thought it was Smooth pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. So right. Alabama's next time. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC. Bye. Bye.